into us today. Breathe life into us today, Lord. Breathe life into us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are good, God. You are good, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's give him another shout. Hallelujah. He loves to hear your voice. He loves to hear your voice. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name. In the dark and all alone, growing comfortable. Are you too scared to move and walk out of this tomb? Buried underneath the lies that you believe. Safe and sound, stuck in the ground, too lost to be found. You're just Like 
yours. The battle is yours. Thank God it is not mine, but it is yours. Thank you, Lord. Our God is so awesome. Amen. You are beautiful, God. You are beautiful. You deserve all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. You deserve my surrender. You deserve our surrender. The most safe and secure place you can be in ever is to give everything to the Lord. And it seems like such a scary thing to give up control. And you will not know a lot of times what he's going to have you do in the future. That's why it's called walking by faith and not by sight. But he will take you on some amazing adventures and he will take care of you. Our God is good. Our God is good. And he loves you so much. And if you'll surrender everything to him, you will not be sorry. You will not be sorry. Thank you, Lord.
right now you are good God you are good God you are good God you are good God
You are worthy. You are worthy, God. Be glorified in this place. Be glorified in our lives, Lord. You are good, God. Holy Spirit, I believe you're working in us. You're working in us, and you're going to have a great word for us today. And I just thank you, Lord. I pray over the Teen Challenge guys, Lord, that they will not be nervous. They'll know they're part of the family, that they will just speak their hearts. And, Lord, that they will touch our hearts and bring us closer to you by what they share with us today, Lord. Bless them big, God. Bless them big. In Jesus' holy name, we praise you, God. You are awesome. Give them another shout. Hallelujah. Be glorified, God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Man, y'all look good. I've missed y'all. It has been forever since I saw all of your beautiful faces. I am so happy to be in the house of God today. You know, it's like when you've been away from home and you, and you get to come back home for Christmas, how exciting that is. That's the way it felt like this morning. I was like, it's Christmas morning. I get to go be with my family. It seems like forever. Man, it's so good to be here. Well, now comes the part of our praise and worship where we give our tithe and our offering. There's lots of ways to give. You can give today in the service. You can give out in the foyer at the kiosk. You can give on our website. You can give on our app. If you do not have our app, please go to your app store or play store. Search for PCA Church. Download the app. Answer affirmative to everything. And then you will have the app, not only for giving, but also for important announcements. Lord knows we never know, right? Never know. And also you can text to PCA Church at 1-844-390-2401. Also, if you are a guest with us today, in the chair in front of you, you will find a VIP card. Please fill that out and put it in the offering today. And if you have a prayer request, you write that down on that card. And I promise you, we have a team of faith-believing, mountain-moving people that will pray over those prayer requests. God will answer. Right, church? Right. Ushers, if you will come. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. Lord, we've missed being with you. We thank you, Father, for all your blessings and your mercies that have taken us through these last two weeks, Lord. You've been with us every step of the way. And Lord, I ask that you would bless every gift and every giver. Father, give it back to them. Shake down, press together, running over. And Lord, I pray a special anointing on this service today. God, touch every heart, mind, and soul. Move them, Father, to be what you would have them to be, not only in our church, but in our community, Father. We'll be so very careful to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this Sunday is one of my favorite Sundays of the year because today we have some special guests with us. These are men that are from our Central Oklahoma Teen Challenge. Yes, let's give it up for Oklahoma Teen Challenge. Come on, man. Today you are going to be so blessed by these men, by their lives, the testimonies. When you give in the offerings here at this church, you support Teen Challenge. You support missions around the world. And I'm so glad today that we have these men with us. These are our men that are going through the program. We have the director with us today, Mr. Todd, and the pastors and stuff. And so uh, they brought out the big guns today for our church, man. So we are honored. So PCA, can we give Team Challenge just the biggest round of applause? And I wouldn't mind if you would just stand and give them a big round of applause. It's going to be an awesome day today. God is doing incredible things in their lives. They're going to share that with us in just a moment. Amen. 
God bless you. You may be seated. At this time, there's going to be a short video about Teen Challenge. God bless. I didn't want to be around my family at that point in time because it was it was all ugliness. Um, and I turned to my, my friends, which their influence was drugs at the time, and me not having a father or having anybody else to turn to, I turned to my friends and looked at them and started doing what they were doing. When I was younger, I'd been baptized, and my mom, she works for a church. But I mean, I shied away. My life was just going downhill in a hurry. I leaned on drugs and alcohol just to make me feel good. I used it as a coping skill. To, to deal with some pain that had been, you know, dealt my way that I didn't deal with properly. Then it got to the point to where I needed them, and I needed them to get out of bed in the morning. I needed them to eat. I needed them to go to the movie theater. I couldn't even go watch a movie with my friends without, you know, doing drugs before. It was my escape. It was my three-hour high to where nothing else mattered. At 29, I had reached an all-time low, I felt. I, I really had pushed away my loved ones, my friends, I lost everything, relationships. I got suspended from school. I got an intent to distribute charge that eventually got dismissed. I just kind of floated around. I was just always involved with the wrong people over at people's houses that I didn't need to be at, over at, you know, trap houses, just places that I had no business being at whatsoever. The only reason why I couldn't kill myself was because of my son. If I didn't have him, then I wouldn't have thought twice to do it. About a month before I came in here, got really high one day and was driving on the highway. Flipped the car on the turnpike doing about 75. The airbags were deployed, the roof was caved in, all the windows were broken. And for me to walk away without a scratch was only by the grace of God. I knew it was time, man. My mom had been trying to get me to call Teen Challenge for, uh, for like six months. I'm just broken, I'm lost, I'm lonely, and I just need some help. I don't know what to do. I asked my sister, she called Teen Challenge and, and I was able to, to find some help. Probably about two months in, I knew that I was, I knew I was gonna finish and I could just feel God working in my life and showing me that I had the worst. The staff, they, they were great here. You can come to them anytime and talk to them. As I was in the program, I dedicated myself to following Jesus and I, I started seeing that I was put in a place where I was able to read the Bible and look for God working. I came into the program September 24th and I got saved October 24th. It was a series of decisions that led to the best decision that I've ever made in my life that I choose to accept Christ's um, sacrifice for salvation. And you know, when you're coming off the streets into a program like this and you don't have any structure and you don't know where you're going, it's good to have a place where you can come in. You're doing, you, go, you get up and you go to work every day and you take integrity in the things that you do. Teen Challenge has definitely given me the tools to dig deeper and to understand the Bible more when I just turn to the Bible when I need to. I tried so many times on my own, but it was like, I could never get the job done. I needed some help and Teen Challenge has helped me accomplish my GED. You know, being able to work with me and my family, um, you know, as, as a collective group. I'm just thankful, so I go in every day, going to work, working hard for the Lord in my head. The staff is more than capable of attending to our needs and more than capable of, 
of helping us. A few months ago, we were doing our, our nightly prayer circle and I told the guys, I said, you know, for the first time since I've been here, I can honestly say that you guys are my brothers and I love each and every one of you in the same. Teen Challenge has changed my life. It's stored my, my hope and my future. It's provided a lot for me and it's given me the tools necessary to really better my life and to actually make a change. And after I get done, I'm gonna be studying for my ACT and figure out what I wanna do with my life, where I would like to go to college, um, where I can go to college and then, um, you know, find a career, you know, that I enjoy and that I wanna pursue. And I just wanna keep moving forward. You know, I don't wanna move backward. What's in the past is in the past. So I just wanna keep moving forward with my life and keep making progress. My relationship with my family is never better. I just went home for my 20th birthday and I never thought the day would come where I'd be in my mom's house again. So I always try to hold on to the motto that I never forget where I came from. So when I, when I look at these guys, I can see myself, I can, I can empathize. My goal is to have a career, go back to school and be a better father to my, to my children. Bringing you to school helps me stay accountable. Helps me get back on my feet, be able to help provide for my son, and get the stuff taken care of that I need to. My goal after this is to stay around here in Stillwater. I got me a full-time job, a, a career. I would have never thought it would be possible for me to get from where I was to where I am now in the course of two to three years. Uh, God has really just moved me along. I'm, I'm closing in on graduating from college. I have a lot of great things going in my life. If we put our faith in Him, we can overcome every and anything. So to anyone struggling with any drug addiction or other life controlling issue, there is hope for you. You don't have to live in this bondage anymore. Good morning, church. Good morning, Ponca City Assembly of God. My name is Todd Adams. I'm the executive director of Central Oklahoma Adult and Teen Challenge. I hate titles. I even hate saying that. I'm an ex-drug addict. I was a 25-year heroin addict set free by the grace of God through a place called Teen Challenge. We're so excited to be here today. Uh, the presence of love that we felt when we walked in, we've been overwhelmed. I was sharing with Pastor. He came and got my wife and I and we sat down and talked for about 15 or 20 minutes. Some churches we go in, we don't feel that kind of love and presence like we felt here. Uh, thank you so much for making us feel at home and welcome. And I tell you, I knew I was at home when I walked in and I saw about 20 cakes out in the front and cinnamon rolls. And uh, my wife said, yeah, you can put down a certain amount on one of those cakes. And I, the Holy Spirit drew me to Miss Pat's cake, whoever Miss Pat is. Uh, I, baby, I put down double what she told me I could. Uh, but it looks so good. So thank you so much for having us out. Uh, America has had a substance abuse problem pretty much since its inception. But evidence has shown that since the COVID-19, the lockdowns and uh, isolation and telling people to stay at home and, and this and that, that addiction has really gotten much worse. It's really affected those in, addic in addiction in a, a very negative way. Let me give you some stats. Uh, since the lockdowns, since the COVID-19 hit, Alcohol sales have risen 27%. Opioid use and heroin use is up 32%. Methamphetamine use up 25%. 18% increase in overdoses. And since the COVID-19 hit, we've had eight, over 81,000 drug overdoses resulting in death. But we've got good news. 
And you know the good news. It's the power of the Holy Spirit in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what we do at, at Teen Challenge. Uh, our motto is to put hope within reach of every addict. Uh, Central Oklahoma Don't Teen Challenge. It's called a Don't Teen Challenge now. It's been Teen Challenge forever, but uh, that's a whole different story. But I'm going to call it Central Oklahoma Teen Challenge. That's a lot easier to say. It's a 13-month Christian discipleship program, minimum year. And uh, a scripture I like to relate that to is in Luke chapter 13, verse 6 through 9, I believe. There's a landowner who uh, had a vineyard, and he planted a fig tree. And he came for three years looking for fruit on the tree. And for three years, nothing was there, no fruit. And he said, uh, chop it down, tear it down. And the gardener came up, which I relate to us at Teen Challenge, said, hey, give me one year with that plant. Give me one year to fertilize it, to water it, to love on it, and see if it bears fruit. And that's kind of what we do at Teen Challenge. Y'all were singing a song about... Uh, I, I don't know songs, but I love the words, Lazarus coming out of the grave. And, you know, there's a part in there, too, where Jesus called forth Lazarus. He was dead in the grave like many of us were. And uh, he called us forth. And, and he and not only called him out of the grave, he said, get them grave clothes off of him. Take those wrappings off of him. And that's what we do during that year-long process. And that's just the beginning of it. You know, uh, I wish I could stand here today and tell you in 2001 when I went to Hot Springs, Arkansas, Teen Challenge, that I was instantly delivered. But that's not my story, and that's not most people's story. It's a real process. And Pastor and I were talking about uh, the Scripture says, a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. So to me, the definition of a righteous man is somebody that falls, and we all fall in different ways, but you get back up. You don't stay down in it. So uh, a typical day, uh, they get up in the morning, they do devotions, group devotions, personal devotions. Uh, we've got an American flag in there, and, and this is an important part of my program, our program. It's not my program, but I just happen to get to lead it. Uh, we put our hands over our heart, and we pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America every morning. And I think it's important to teach our guys to respect our country, respect our flag, and uh, I'm not going to get off on that. But uh, we do that every morning. We get up and, and pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and the American flag. Uh, they have breakfast. They do chores. They go off to work therapy from 8 to 4.30 typically. Some of you guys have hired some of our handymen. We have car washes across town, and uh, we have a beautiful thrift store in Stillwater. If you're ever in Stillwater, it's only a 55-minute drive. Come on down and visit our thrift store. It's beautiful. We got all, And 100% of those proceeds go to help Central Oklahoma Don't Teen Challenge. It doesn't go elsewhere. It stays at our center. And uh, most of our guys work there. You know, Teen Challenge absolutely saved my life. Uh, I bleed Teen Challenge. I told Pastor that my wife and I both too. Our center was started in 2010 in Oklahoma City, and uh, it was not in a good area. Uh, just wasn't a good situation. So in 2017, they moved it to Stillwater. In 2018, my wife and I transferred from Pensacola, Florida, Teen Challenge, uh, to help get this one going. Uh, boy, the last couple of weeks, we've been missing Pensacola, Florida, Teen Challenge. Uh, we were cold the first year we got here. So... Uh, we transfer it out here. We have two adult male centers in Oklahoma. We have two adult female centers. We have adolescent boys and adolescent girls home. We actually have a center. I know Cash comes out here. That's our original program. It's been there over 30 years. Uh, we're the new guys in Oklahoma, so uh, uh, they actually have a prison pod where 70 to 80 inmates go through Teen Challenge while they're in the, in the prison. That's the most awesome thing I think we do. I, I love that. Uh, we have over 200 centers in the United States, and we're in over 125 different countries. We've got a great lineup for you today. I've got a couple of students going to testify, a couple of staff members. All my staff members are graduates of Teen Challenge. All of us are 
uh, have come out of addiction. I tell my students, there ain't nothing different between you and I. I've just been around a little longer. So uh, we have a, a great lineup for you today. I'm going to in introduce my wife, ask her to come up. She's a graduate of our Women's Center. And uh, Angie Adams, you can go ahead and say it. You can go ahead and say I know you're thinking it. Boy, that big old fat bald-headed guy did good. But I tell you, uh, God is still doing miracles. Amen. Enjoy the service. Good morning. Thank you all so much for letting us come out today. I'm a little bit nervous, and it doesn't matter how many times I get up and testify. I'm nervous every time. So uh, I may cry, but uh, we're going to get through this. Um, my childhood, uh, I had a mother that loved me very much, and my sisters. And um, my stepfather was abusive. He was an alcoholic and drank a lot. So we saw a lot of abuse in our home. Um, I learned very early what I did not want my family to look like, you know, what I didn't want to have in my life as an adult. So um, I met my first husband when I was in my early 20s, and um, we got married. He was in law enforcement. He worked for Florida Department of Law Enforcement, so I thought that was safe enough. You know, I didn't have to worry about, you know, the things that I had been through. Um, he was a good man, very caring. Um, we had two daughters. Um, after the birth of my second daughter, um, I went through a little postpartum depression and had some, some tough times. And um, I was, my husband was working and he traveled a lot. Um, at this point, he had gone to work as an ethics investigator for, the, uh, for Florida. So um, he traveled quite a bit and he was a hunter, so he was hunting a lot during hunting season. And um, my father-in-law was actually the clerk of the court, so we were in the public eye. You know, the, we we had to go to church because it looked good. You know, not not for the right reasons. You know, you had this persona that you wanted everybody to think everything was great, and it was for a while. Um, I had a procedure done when I was 34. And they put me on pain pills. And I liked the way it made me feel. You know, I, I didn't worry about things. I, uh, I liked it. Um, after he stopped, the, the doctor stopped pre prescribing these pills for me, I started doing other things to get the pills. I would buy them off the street. And I'm still very close with my family, my sisters, my mom, and um, my husband in law enforcement. He had no idea. They found out about my addiction when I was arrested in 2010. Um, I went to jail and I had never been spent any time away from my children. So this was very, very hard. Um, and they thought, okay, well, she'll be scared straight now, but we're gonna send her to rehab. So I went to a six month in-house uh, program for treatment. And while I was in there, I got divorce papers, and my husband was seeking primary custody of my children, and that just killed me. But because I was court-ordered, I knew I had to finish this program, and worry would, you know, a after I finished, I could get my children back. Um, but that's not the way it worked out. I had been married for almost 15 years before I went into, t into this program, and to get divorce papers come out, I, I was alone. I 
didn't have a home anymore, didn't have my children, and I went through some very dark days. I was in and out of jail quite a bit, and of course, the courts aren't going to give me my children back because I couldn't stay clean, but it was all because I was just so down. You know, I wanted my family. I wanted my children back. Um, it got to the point where, because I couldn't have that, I didn't care about anything. I was in and out of jail, in and out of treatment, and it was this vicious cycle. I would get out, be clean for a few months, and then I'd start using again. Well, in 2012, I um, actually was arrested again. I, I failed a, a drug test with my probation officer and went back to jail. Now, the judge had told me, if I see you in my courtroom one more time, it's prison. You know, you're nice enough, but you got to, you know, we got to do something. So I, I thought that for sure that's the last time I went to, to court that I was going to prison for 15 years. My mom and my sister were there, and um, my sister had a friend who she and her husband ran Prince Colton Challenge. So my sister had talked to the judge, and the director actually called in while I was in court and talked to the judge. Well, instead of sending me to prison, they sent me to Teen Challenge. And I walked through the doors of Pensacola Teen Challenge in shackles and handcuffs. And for a minute, I thought it would have been so much easier to go back to prison or to go, you know, spend time in jail because this place was crazy. I mean, these women, it was like being at a big Jesus cheer camp. You know, everybody's so happy and bouncing and, and just, it was like I've never seen before. But I knew that. That happiness, that hope, that feeling, I wanted that. <laughs> That's what it felt like. So the first few months, I thought I was going to complete the program. I didn't have a choice. I was court-ordered. Because I was sentenced there, I had to spend the next year with these women and, you know, may as well get involved and, you know, figure it out. I was in class one night, and my counselor said, if it were only you, he still would have hung on that cross. And that really touched me. It was at that point that I surrendered everything and started looking at Teen Challenge as the blessing that it was, you know, not a sentence anymore. Um, I went to the thrift store, and actually saw Todd there, and I went back to my counselor, and I said, I can't go back there anymore. That's going to be a distraction. I've got to go somewhere else to work through this program. Um, anyhow, I finished. My counselor was telling me, like in the last couple months, that I would work or serve Teen Challenge some way, and I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I've got it right now. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get a regular job. You know, I, I just, I wasn't called a teen challenge, I didn't think. Um, after I graduated, six months later, I went to work for teen challenge. Um, and here I am, um, Todd and I started dating and he, we were in our 40s. I was 42 at the time and here he was a few years older. And um, they actually, because we worked for teen challenge and had graduated teen challenge, we had to go through dating with accountability and reading all these boundaries books. We couldn't, we could see each other only once a week on a date. And uh, 
we were so mad about that because we thought we know how to have relationships. We don't need, you know, somebody to ride with us. But for six months we did that, and we were so thankful that we did. We did it the right way because it gave us time to, to learn each other and, you know, to, to love each other completely, you know. Um, anyhow, my children are back in my life. They are, yeah. They love Oklahoma. Um, my oldest actually is in, she's about to graduate dental hygiene school, and my youngest is about to graduate um, from high school. I remember after I went to jail, my, I was all over the paper on the front page, and my youngest at the time was only seven years old, and she was in uh, class, and her teacher was reading the newspaper, and she saw my name, and she asked my daughter, isn't this you know, she related to you because we have the same last name. My daughter said, no, I don't know her, you know. I had hurt my children, you know. That was hard, but now they're back in my life. Everything, yeah, they're, they're, my oldest is actually talking about moving to Oklahoma, and I hope she does. But anyhow, yeah, I thank you guys so much for letting us come out. I'm going to have our program manager come up um, in our choir
My name is Brody Seymour. I'm 19 years old, and I'm from Gaiman, Oklahoma. So I had a good childhood as a kid, and uh, I went to a Christian school until eighth grade. And in eighth grade, uh, my parents got a divorce, and I went to public school. And then uh, I started out slow, uh, coping with the you know my parents getting a divorce and everything that was going on with some marijuana. I started smoking weed in high school, and then some girl. Uh, introduced me to crystal meth and I went far downhill real fast and I uh, went to a few rehabs in between there and I would leave and go right back to what I was doing and uh, it went downhill fast and then uh, I went to I went to jail because I wrecked my car and uh, while I was in county my parents tried to get me into a rehab and uh, none of the rehabs would accept me first step because I have asthma none of them would uh, take me in and uh, Teen Challenge accepted me, yeah. and I came to Teen Challenge. And I was doing way bad before I came to Teen Challenge, way bad. And uh, the Lord, you know, he's, he, he's really blessed me into being able to come to Teen Challenge. And what Teen Challenge has done for me is a lot, you know. I've never had a connection with God like I have now. I, I read my Bible every day. I got my family back. I can honestly say that Teen Challenge is the best thing that's ever happened in my life thus far. Uh, I'm on fire for the Lord like I've never been before. I'm, it's just a blessing. I thank all the staff here for just being there for me always and just helping us out. I thank my uh, brothers behind me. Never had brothers like this that just always lifting you up and just being there for you. Men of God, everybody in our program. And uh, that's it. I thank you guys. This next song uh, has, has got people through um, 
a lot of hard times in life and has carried us through so many trials and tribulations. I could still hear my grandmother singing this song down in that old country church in the woods in South Mississippi. Uh, I love this song. Um, it's because of God's amazing grace that we are able to uh, be redeemed and restored in the Lord. And it's because of his amazing grace that we all see each other in heaven right. one day. like to say uh, before I get started that I'm very blessed that uh, Pastor Karen and uh, Pastor Brian, I was uh, their first guest at their home. Uh, I was their first move-in party, they say, so we uh, had some Danny's barbecue at the, amen, buddy, uh, had some Danny's barbecue at the table and talked about the Lord and uh, and before we left, uh, we had a circle and just had Pastor Karen pray over us and I mean, I just let it out. I, I cried and and, uh, and I still remember from this day, that day, I'll never forget it. You know, we come here, and I, I just within two months ago, I peeked my head through them doors right there and looked up here. I thought, man, what a beautiful church. And did I ever think that I'd be up here telling my testimony today? I'd never do it, you know. So that's God right there, isn't it? So uh, I grew up in a broken family. Uh, my parents divorced when I was uh, 13 years old. I watched my parents fight a lot. Uh, it was hard on me and my sister. You know, I wouldn't want to come home from school. You know, it, it was tough, but uh, uh, I got wonderful family. You know, I wouldn't trade my fa family or parents for, for nothing. Uh, 
I grew up uh, running coyote dogs and coon dogs and fighting chickens. I grew up in the country, uh, in the city limits, kind of both, back and forth. Uh, I was very young. I bought my first Harley. Uh, so I was in and out of bars and, and running pretty hard at an early age. Uh, I had seven underage drinking charges before I turned 21. Uh, you know, going in and out of bars and whatever party I went to, just seemed like I ran around the wrong tree. The cops were right there, you know, and, and I've had four OWIs in my life. Uh, so I was kind of known as a town drunk one time, you know, but I'm here to get my life changed. Uh, uh, I seen a lot of my friends die in front of me on motorcycles, uh, you know, and that's, that's still something that, you know, I pray and, and got to get over, you know, and seeing that. And, and, but uh, I have a beautiful daughter back home that's 13 years old, and, and I come here to be changed so I can be a father to her, you know, and be a son to my family. Uh, uh, her mother was singing a band. Uh, me and her did a lot of partying. Uh, she sang for seven years in a band, and I was a groupie for seven years, in and out of bars every weekend, doing cocaine, doing drugs. Uh, drinking. I didn't know half the time where I was at when she got done singing and what house she had to find me in, you know, in towns, and, and it was just awful. And, and uh, so I just kind of, me and her kind of went our different ways, and I kind of, uh, I decided to, I just kept doing drugs and stuff. I lost a, lost a good job of 13 years at Pioneer, uh, beans and uh, corn and beans seed place, and I, I just kind of Started up my own business. I did spray foam insulation. I had it for two years. Uh, I was fairly successful for still kind of using, you know. Uh, but then uh, one night I was having Christmas at my dad's house on a New Year's. And my best friend called me eight times that night. And I was thinking, eight times, you know. I, I just figured he probably wanted me to go party. But I was there at my dad's having Christmas with my family. So I didn't answer. So uh, about 2.30 that morning I ended up uh, getting a phone call that my best friend was dead. You know, and I, I still kind of feel in my heart if I answered that phone call, maybe I could have saved my best friend's life. You know, and it's it's kind of been a pretty. So I, what I do to deal with that, I chose methamphetamines. And uh, it wasn't within seven months I hired probably the wrong people to work for me. I was doing the wrong thing. And next thing I know, I'm pulling a suitcase in my hometown within eight months. I lost my home, my business. Uh, you know, just walking down the same street looking at a. My home I just lost and everything, just pulling a suitcase, lost my addiction, you know, from house to house, you know, not knowing where I was even at half the time or where I was going. Uh, I wasn't out vandalizing. I didn't steal. I wasn't a thief. I was just lost in my addiction. Uh, I went to Colorado, lived with the homeless on the streets. You know, I was just so ashamed of the choices I made, the things that I did that, uh, you know, I, I just went to Colorado just to get away and, and it was a mess. It was awful. But I know the man upstairs had an eye on me because I'm still here today to tell my story, you know. Uh, so uh, after that, uh, I've been in and out of treatment centers, 13 probably inpatient treatment centers, 30 days, 50 days, 60 days, you know. And I knew deep down in my heart that I had to find the Lord to get saved. Just these little treatment centers wasn't the right thing to do. And, and uh, through uh, coon dogs and coyote dogs, uh, I met this lady that uh, her husband's very good friends with my dad through the coyote hounds, and she's big into coon dogs, and and uh, and I have a passion for my coon dogs. And she said that, you know, I know you what you struggle with. She says she went to the Sepulpa Women's Teen Challenge. She said that place has changed my life. She said I found God, and uh, He's making, you know. She said I have a life that you couldn't ever imagine. And she said uh, if you wanted to go, she says you can drop your dogs off at Joplin, Missouri. She lives right there by there, and she said, I'll take care of your dogs for you and uh, and hunt them for you if you're willing to go down there. 
and I thought about it for about two weeks. Uh, so I got nerved up and finally just told my family I'm ready for a change. I've, I've been wanting this change, and I called her up, and I said I'm ready to do it. So I called these guys here and Big Lake and them, and they let me come in, and, and here I am. But, uh, you know, I just got a call the other day, my, my coon dog's in southeast Oklahoma. I mean, what odds is my dog in the same state I'm in, you know, getting ready to be put in a big hunt. But, uh, but here I am, and, and I'm just happy. I didn't even know I was coming to this church, and, and we pulled in here. I was like, I've been here before. This is amazing. I even know the pastor, Karen and Brian and, and Tony, that comes now and teaches here at, on Tuesday nights at, at chapel. I met him at the table, helped us move stuff in, move them in. And, but uh, I just thank you for being here and letting me share, and, and God bless you all. Morning, church. My name is Jason Freed. I'm the intake coordinator. Fifty years old. I was born and raised in and around this church. My grandfather actually taught the Word of God for over 57 years. My daddy was a deacon in the church, but it kind of failed to help me learn to apply it to my life. And so, after high school, I went into the military, served in the first Gulf War, which is kind of where a lot of my issues began. Um, really, kind of always grew up with very little to no self-esteem. Um, got out of the service and found out my first wife was off and running. And so I turned to alcohol and then I met this girl named Crystal Methamphetamine and just fell absolutely in love with her because she kind of made me, it overrode my low self-esteem issues, let's put it that way. And I got very addicted very heavily to the point that I went 27 days a week in a row, no sleep. And in 1993, I put a three-way drill up in my head, and I pulled the trigger. Gun went off. And though I do have complete, full memory of everything that happened afterwards, we're not going to get into that. Um, but I did hear myself right line cut out twice in the ambulance. And I went to Team Challenge in 2008, graduated in 2010, got married in 2012. And then two years, two months, and two weeks into my marriage, my wife and I go to bed one night perfectly, happily fine. And I wake up next to her, I pulled dead body in full rigor the next morning. And I ended up losing my mom, my brother, and my wife in four months, six of my closest family members in 10 months, and eight less than two years before it finally stopped. And you'd think putting a bullet in my head would be the all-time low of my life, but it really wasn't. Because when I lost my family, especially my wife, I lost my faith. And as a result, I turned my back on God, just absolutely hated him with his pure vile, venomous hatred, wanted nothing to do with him anymore. In fact, I begged him like King David did to 
write my name out of the book, out of his book of life. But thankfully, he didn't give up on me. And he pursued me. He drew me back to King Challenge for Restoration, where he and I met again. And when I finally surrendered, he just absolutely crushed me with his love and his grace, set me free from my addictions and other life-controlling problems. And then he brought me here to Oklahoma, where I've been working here for almost two years. And as far as I'm concerned, I will serve the Lord the remaining days of my life. Morning. Man, this is a great church. Brother Todd wasn't lying. We walked in that door and the love was dripping. Man, and it ain't like that everywhere is Brother Todd. So we get guys come to us with lots of bondage and baggage. And we know God is who's going to take it all away. God's going to heal us. But we, as the hands and feet of Jesus, have to do our part. Good morning, everybody. My name is James Robertson, and I get the amazing privilege of loving on those guys every single day. Every day. And it's not, it's not easy, and sometimes it's downright tough. Because they can be knuckleheads. Sometimes. But I love them. You know, Scripture tells us, that God will use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And we, some, we have been some of the foolish things of the world. But God is using us. God is using these men. See, if you'll take a look over there, you don't see foolish. There's some future pastors, preachers, daddies, business owners. See, that's what we see. So today, I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, would you, church family, would you link arms with us? Would you join us? We have some needs. We do a lot of things. The Bible says if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. So we have a lot of vocations. We invite you to stop by our table out front. Some of our plaques, crosses, candles, soaps made by several different teen challenges all over the country, from Kentucky all the way to Arizona. Texas, Mississippi, Alabama. Uh, we have a thrift store that Brother Todd mentioned. We have a golf tournament coming up. If you are a golfer or a business owner and can maybe help out with that, please stop by. But the most important thing I'd like for you to do is consider sponsoring a student. All right? We have sponsorships available for as low as $30 a month. We pride ourselves on never turning a man away for their inability to pay. And we can only do that with the love and the generous support of a beautiful, awesome church like Ponca City First Assembly, Pastor. And we thank you. And so just real quick, I'm going to ask you to be bold. I'm going to ask if you even think that you might be interested or could help us, if you will gently raise your hand. I've got a couple brothers in the back. We've got an informational flyer that doesn't commit you. It just says that maybe you would like a little information. So if anybody would just like to get one of our flyers to just check it out, see if you're interested, just raise your hand, and one of the guys will help you. 
Well, guys, we really do appreciate it. We encourage you to stop by, meet us. We're going to be out outside after the service. Um, we just thank you for allowing us to be here, and God bless you, Pastor. Amen. Have you guys enjoyed this ministry today of Teen Challenge? God bless you. God bless you, man. There's a lot of programs in our nation that try to help people rehab. But I'll tell you that this program has over 75% success rate. And that is unheard of with rehabilitation programs. Because it's God-centered. Every part of it is God-centered. And it is where men meet God. And um, I got to tell you, my wife was holding me back from coming up and giving your wife a hug while I was like, I got to go hug her. I got to go hug her. I felt I just like, you can't be up there by yourself. But she held me back. And um, okay, you can give her a hug for me. And uh, as well as these gentlemen giving their testimonies. God bless you. You have been a blessing to me and to this church today. And I know you're going to be a blessing. God has a supernatural plan for every one of your lives. He has given you life, and he does not give that without hope and without a plan and without a purpose. And God has that for every person in this room. And so today we want to make sure that um, we are hopefully giving you some love because you guys have loved us. Today I have a great privilege. So please come back, musicians and singers. Join us, those with the praise and worship team. Come on up. Um, we have an opportunity to bless them. I believe uh, the Bible says when somebody has a need, don't just say, I'm going to pray for you. Say, if you need a drink of water, don't say, I'll pray for you. The Bible says, give them a drink of water. And we are blessed. You're blessed. We're going to give you an opportunity to give an offering this morning. And every bit of it will go to Teen Challenge. But I believe that when we give, God will give back to us, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And I'm so glad that we're getting to a place in this COVID thing that we can have guests back in our churches because I've been preaching every Sunday and I know everybody's tired of hearing me preach. And it was so good. I think, Brother Randy, you, you could preach just a little bit if I just gave you a little bit of rope. I think you could do a little bit of preaching. But today, uh, get those uh, gifts ready. If you want to give in the foyer, you can and just mark it designated team challenge. If you're watching by live stream, you can go to our online giving on our phone app, on our website, and Market Team Challenge, because this is one of the greatest ministries that the Assemblies of God has. I have seen it do so many things in people's lives. People's lives in the churches we have pastored have gone through this. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So if you would stand with me today. Uh, I remember my dad one time, they took up an offering in my dad's church. Oh, by the way, there's a lot of Mississippi boys over here this morning. Anybody from Mississippi, come on. That's some good boys right there. All three of them. <laughs> the state's almost lost half its population by all of us being here at the same time. Yeah. But um, we have a great opportunity to let God's hand be extended to these men today and let God continue to do a greater work in their lives. So if you would, bow your heads. Oh, I was going to tell you about the offering, didn't I? My dad, when I, they took up an offering, there wasn't enough money. So they took up a second offering. Remember when they used to do that? Come back and get a third and fourth. Anyway, my dad said, okay, take your wallet out. Now give it to your neighbor. And let them decide how often you're going to give, how much you're going to give. So we're not going to do that because nobody has cash anymore. But uh, somebody just put the whole credit cards in there. It would be all right. 
But let God touch your heart and, and give what you can today. Father, right now, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, God, we just thank you for these men and the change you are making in their lives today. That, God, I thank you that you confronted them with your love. And as one of these men said, I got crushed by the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I got crushed by his grace in my life. And God, every one of us here today, and we, we know what it means to be crushed by your love, to be crushed by your grace. And I pray today, God, that, Lord, you would right now let us give, let us open up our hearts, bless this ministry. And I pray today, God, that as we do that, you will in turn return that blessing to us. And I pray right now that, God, that your mighty presence would flood. Lord, if there's somebody in this house today, because, Lord, a lot of these common things in their lives were, I was, I was raised in church. I grew up in church. My family went to church. My family had a pastor in it. Lord, anytime we come to church, the enemy has a target on us and wants to steal, kill, and destroy us. If there's anybody in this house today, and you're saying, Pastor, I'm also dealing with drugs and alcohol and addictions of any kind. I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that God cares about you and he's ready to crush you with his love and crush you with his grace. And if you want to meet me after service, meet some of these men over here after service, I believe God has a plan for your life, a hope for you today and a purpose. Don't let the enemy steal and kill your life. You're here today because God brought you here. Let God speak to your heart and find hope. God, I pray right now that you would work all these things in your mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. And I hear the song you're playing, but can you play a different song when I think about the Lord? Because when we were singing that, I'm like, you know what? I think we all need to sing that again. Can we just slow that first part down? Can I do pastor's version? All right, here we go. You guys, you guys with me? Y'all got to help me. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, and how he raised me, and how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, and how he healed me. Hallelujah. Sing that part again. When I
testify, don't we? Hey, come on, if you're saved today, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're healed today, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, now here's the hard one. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give your God one more hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Well, if you leave the church with money today, it's not our fault. Because out in the foyer, the youth have a fundraiser of cakes and cupcakes and pies. And, and brother, I hope you get the Miss Pat's cake, but that thing. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.